Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the most exciting wrestling podcast that you will listen to this week. It is the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast with your New Jersey kid, the champ, Joe Sheehan, and his tag team partner, the Rogue Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. But don't worry, Newman. I can't defend That's this title true. for shit. It hurts. It hurts hearing you say the words of champion. I am the <laughs> Sasha Banks of this but, title. You know, hey, maybe Sasha Banks's curse is finally going to end because maybe once she wins these tag titles, maybe she's going to be able to defend those. We'll see. I mean, she's she just barely got cleared for de- uh, even winning these titles on sure, Sunday. But hey, the nice thing about a tag team is you, know, you can have your partner do most of the work. So, I thought that may be what they were going with mm-hmm. with this one. Did you think that as well? Like, with Bailey winning basically all of the matches so far, with Sasha having to be, like, pulled back, I thought maybe they were going to, like, run that way. But apparently Sasha is completely cleared mm-hmm. for Sunday. So I would assume she's going to get action oh, yeah. in there. But I'm sure they'll, they'll probably still play up those past injuries, right? Yeah. Have her in a big hope spot, and then Bailey can come save her. Yeah, that'd be epic. That'd be great. Or, or do you think maybe they screw each other up with like Sasha distrusting of Bailey, with Bailey losing, oh. causing them to be the first one of the first teams in there on Sunday? No, and I, I'll tell you why. It's because the four horsewomen storyline is about to happen this year. I think it's got That's to way. right with the rumors that Ronda is. Not done with the company. That needs to be made clear. She is still under contract for, I think, another couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is just going to be part-time after this WrestleMania. Okay, that would make some sense. Yeah, I think that's what mm-hmm. she like, purposely signed the contract that way. Like, I will give you one like full-time year, which everyone was surprised at. Um, but then after that, she was just like, because, I mean, she's a woman. She wants to start a family. So, she like wrote that kind of stuff right. into her contract. Makes sense. I mean, you got to plan around that sort of thing. You definitely can't be doing that shit while you're wrestling. So, <laughs> oh yeah, and like think about the amount of years that she's already put into MMA and even wrestling mm-hmm. so far, just full time nonstop. Oh yeah, I mean she's, I mean because then even judo before that, like she she's just been like a oh yeah true, combat yeah. athlete for pretty much her whole life. Yeah. Yeah, her mom started her out mm-hmm. pretty young, I think. Yeah. Because her mom as well was like an Olympic judo yeah, athlete. So, so. Yeah, she's just been fighting, fighting, fighting. Now she wants to take care of her little babu and settle down for a little yeah. bit. Which, I mean, any sane person would understand. Be like, oh, you want to take yeah, a break? Absolutely. Got I mean, it. Shit, <laughs> After 30-some years, I totally... Like she hasn't made her money. You know, 
She could sit on a nice oh, yeah. pile of gold. She could totally take a couple <laughs> years off and be I okay. Mean, shit, yeah, exactly. She could always come back. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the plan, is she'll just take time off and then come back when she wants and when the company yep. can fit her in. But yeah, it's very exciting stuff to see that. And then, yeah, there's been the other signs of the four horsewomen thing, right? Because, like, Bailey, there was a time where Becky was coming after the ring and, like, Bailey and Becky, like, flashed the sign to each other. And then Sasha, mm-hmm. you know, did the thing. Uh, at- Becky has flashed it recently. Sasha flashed it re- yep. recently. Like, yeah. They've all been, they've all been doing it. So I think at WrestleMania is where it's going to culminate. Like they're all going to come together. Yeah, and I can totally see it maybe even happening like slightly after that because I don't think the deal is like WrestleMania is the black line mm-hmm. solid that that's when she's going part time. So I think it could totally be WrestleMania or one of the pay per views. A month or two after that. Totally. Yeah, because I feel like that's at the very least they're going to start that storyline at WrestleMania, and then yeah, within that kind yes. of period afterwards in the summer and spring they'll kind of be kicking it up. And I would not be surprised to see like either Survivor Series or um, maybe SummerSlam if they were going that quickly, like a giant. That would be where the tag matches. Mm-hmm. Probably Survivor Series. They'll probably hold off yeah. that long for like a giant four on four tag match. Yeah, and I'm sure that's totally going to be like planned ahead of time of as Ronda's leaving, like, hey, when are you going to be back next? And mark that date down and things right. like that. So, But yeah, it's it's crazy. It, well, it's interesting because right at this point now, like when we're trying to think about these predictions for Elimination Chamber, it's already so clearly mm-hmm. all linked to WrestleMania, like even more than other pay-per-views. Oh my God, I have totally enjoyed this Becky storyline of will Becky face uh, Ronda or not just completely ignoring the Ruby Riot match that <laughs> that uh, Ronda has at Elimination Chamber like yeah I mean we all we all know there's no chance I think Charlotte was the only one to mention like like if Ronda wins on Sunday or something like that yeah well that's actually that's good heel work right like she's trying to get in her head and like hey yeah Oh, and Charlotte is queen heel so right good. now. And, it, like, this whole fucking storyline of her trying to steal this match away from Becky is, like, very good heel stuff. Oh, my God. Everything has been perfect on this. I, w- I was actually going to start that out, that, like, WWE has been booking pretty well. Yeah, it's kind of funny when, like, Roman Reigns isn't there. They're forced to, like, actually do their fucking job. <laughs> It's sad. It's like it's Still really sad people. that like it took him having to get cancer for them to fucking like. All right, let's actually try. Cause yeah, it's like I wonder if anyone's like Roman. You couldn't have just like broken a leg or something. And just... <laughs> I don't, he's probably just sitting there's like fuck. I should have just like done something else. Get myself injured minorly. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Like like you said, it's Raw and SmackDown. I think have both been stepping it up more lately. And you want. I would say even 205 Live, I think, has been a little bit better lately. Oh, yeah. I think everything has been raised up. Yeah, like, and, and NXT has been really good for a while lately. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, outside of, like, the random usual, like, there was this one match, I think it was this week. It was, like, Aaliyah versus um, a, a Tainara Kanchi. And that match was garbage. But. A lot of the rest of NXT was good. Well, Aaliyah was involved. Yeah, so. exactly. It was just like, what? The, like, she is a big mystery. What the fuck is she still doing there? 
How is she still in the company? She had like one bright spot on that Breaking Ground show on the network, which they have yet to bring back, and I wonder why. Like that was a great build up for some guys. Uh, and then like yeah, nothing. Yeah, then just I don't know why they still have her. She is just so clearly not good at this. And like they, how many give? And like especially, are they gonna give her? Mm-hmm. And even just like you have to start thinking about look at the roster that AEW is already building up with mm-hmm. their women. Like they've gotten a lot of who I thought would be the next women going to WWE, they're now in AEW. Yeah, AEW has been snatching some people up. You know, left, right, center mm-hmm. with women, and then also with like tag teams like Lucha Bros are going to be going over there. You got big names like Chris Jericho Dude, and Omega. The, what company? <laughs> Basically, I think the Lucha Bros have worked for everyone except WWE right yeah, I now. I think so, right? Except, or maybe not New Japan. That might be the only other one. Ooh, yeah, true. New Japan is but probably yeah, the only like, one. They have been everywhere. And they're so good. I mean, it, unfortunately, Phoenix just got injured, though, right? I think. Yes, but uh, I don't think it's a long-term injury. Okay. Like, I think he's expected to still make his WrestleMania dates. Okay, good. Man, that's... Uh, at least that's what I heard last. Could have changed. Um, yeah, uh, speaking of AEW, by the way, great podcast with uh, Tony Khan, the mm-hmm. president of AEW on uh, Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh, yeah, I, I'd seen that he was on there, but I didn't, like, look into it yet. Oh, so good. What sort of stuff did he say? Like, what was he talking about? I, I assume, like, forming AEW. Uh, Jericho. Forming AEW, Jericho's just like, hey, when did you get interested in mm-hmm. wrestling and stuff like that? And Tony tells stories of how uh, it, he's a very humble guy. Got to give him that. Like, because he grew up, his dad, like, had the money even mm-hmm. when he was younger. So, like, he talks about how. Yes, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, but, like, not everything was just handed to him. So, like, um, he talks about wanting to go to, like, an ECW show that had Jericho on it because Jericho was one of his mm-hmm. favorite wrestlers. And he had to, it was, like, get a good grade in one of his classes or something like that to get to mm-hmm. go to that show. Yeah. That and makes sense. things so, like, like that. Even though he didn't have to, like, obviously economically struggle for things, he still had to work for things. Yes. And, like, even with starting this company, he explains how he had to present it to his dad and, mm-hmm. like, tell him how it could make money and things like that for his dad to get on bro- yeah. get on board with it. Well, shit. I mean, that just feels like it makes it more encouraging, like, of what AEW is going to be. But then also, too, when you look at the ticket sales for Double or Nothing, that thing sold oh out in God. four minutes. And then, like, the, yeah. the pre-sale, like, the amount of people that were registering interest was, like... It broke, it yeah, it broke, broke the, server, the server. It was, like, 43,000 or something like that, people signing up, like, yeah. for pre-sales. Who was it? It was one of the one of the Jacksons was, like, we need a bigger arena. Like, Stadium. Something. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, Jim Ross said it on his podcast, and I, I like, kind of laughed, but I was like, wait, this is true. He was like, they could definitely do, like, a stadium show. Mm-hmm. He's like, and they could sell the tickets, and I was like, "Holy yeah, shit, you're it, right!" And that's like, not even like, that's not even a debate. I don't think. No, I think that's just fact at this point. I think, but I think they're doing it the smart yeah. way, right? Like, 
I think the unsmart way would be to oh we sell how much was sold for like all in over ten thousand mm-hmm. something like that to jump to like a hundred thousand seat arena yeah. or something like yeah one like expanding too much too fast would be bad the mm-hmm. exactly I think they're just like let's sell this like let's keep selling out like this and we'll just keep upping it and see where we end mm-hmm. up like. Yeah, or, or at least, at very least, even if they aren't going to go to bigger venues yet, even if they just increase, like, their number of events, obviously, because, like, you know, last year they did one, this year they've got one scheduled, but then, you know, maybe if they do another one later in the year, or the next year they do, like, they, uh, you know, Tony, Tony hinted towards that on the, on the podcast. Right, so eventually they get, like, whatever TV deal they're going to have, and then I assume that would be, like, a weekly TV. And apparently that sounds like it's already in the bag, he just can't <sighs> say anything yet. That makes sense too, because then even once it's, it's like secured, then there's so many other things you have to set up before it can even happen, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm sure they need to hire some like director of photography, which I think they actually have already, because Conrad Thompson on one of his podcasts, I think it was Tony Schiavone's, uh, said that they're working with Keith Mitchell, who's one of the WCW directors, and Jericho had mentioned that he was like all of your staff so far so like not the wrestling people but just like the other production people things like that he's like are people that i found credible throughout my career and people i Mm -hmm. like working with and tony is like yeah that's what we want good that's right i mean that's 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 another like you know obviously huge benefit of having a guy like jericho right because he can you know give that insight yes like hey i've been on quite a lot of wrestling tv shows so I know how this thing works yeah. you know, front and back. Mm-hmm. What an exciting fucking time to be a wrestling fan. Like, I remember, dude, when you oh first got me into wrestling. That was like the doldrums, like one of the shittiest times to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, when I got you started, uh, it was an okay time because that was when TNA was at its peak. Because that was right around the time of like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and stuff in TNA. Um, Ring of Honor was very much new. So yeah, I would uh, you, you could describe it. I guess, I guess as the doldrums. I think I think you're remembering me coming in just a little bit earlier than I did, but yeah, it was kind of it was at the tail end of that era. Like, yeah, gotcha. Ring of Honor been around for a little bit. There was a. It was TNA was <laughs> fading fast at that point. I remember you guys would talk Ooh. about it because you showed me a couple Sorry. of the Glory Day matches yes. of TNA. Yes, you came in around the Monday Night Wars <laughs> in very big yes. quotation marks yes. of TNA. So yes, that was the downfall because that was yep. when Hogan. Joined. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And then now it's. That was a fun time for watching wrestling, though, <laughs> of us sitting there with two TVs, and WWE was the primary one, but anytime uh, WWE was on commercial and TNA happened yeah. to be on, it was mute the <laughs> one and unmute the other. Oh my gosh. But then now, there's just so many amazing options right now, so many crazy things happening. Because also, too, so mm-hmm. like uh, like the Madison Square Garden show that we're going to be going to um, for like Ring of Honor New Japan. It seems like there's going to be um, potentially the uh, IWGP heavyweight champion on that show. Yeah, Jay White Jay maybe White. defending the belt on that show, um, maybe against a Super J Cup winner. 
But uh, that's some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Did you see the uh, Did you see the match with Jay White taking the belt? Yes, because I heard that he took it and went. Yeah. I need to see this. And all I can say is it was a great match. I just hope they keep the belt on him for a good mm-hmm. amount of time. Because like Tanahashi is a guy that could hold the belt for just a month, mm-hmm. lose it, and it's no harm to him. Jay White, though, being a mm-hmm. newer guy, definitely needs his time with the belt. I could see that argument. I, I think it also very much depends on, like, who he loses it to and why. Because, like, I think if he all of a sudden very quickly, like, if Okada just comes up and then beats him for the title, I think that would suck. Because then it's just kind of, like, going backwards. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, we're saying a couple of months. Because, like, Kota Ibushi recently just uh, had this big proclamation that he's actually going to be sticking around in New Japan for a little while. Yes, for at least mm-hmm. two years or something. So, right? to me, that's, like, that's the play, I think. You know, a couple of months down the road, maybe, I'm not exactly sure what the timing would be, but I think Kodo Ibushi maybe should be the guy. Maybe maybe you give him the G1 mm. win, and then you, maybe uh, J-Way takes it all the way to Tokyo Dome? I don't know. Very possible. and uh, But that's what I see it as a down-the-line Ibushi taking the title yeah. kind of a thing. <coughs> definitely that's that's kind of what i'm hoping for and wanting to see because I, I definitely think abushi could be that guy for them and he'd be the type of guy that, like would be able to be believable as the next guy that could take over that because like jay white with this win that is a huge ass win because what he did was basically just mirroring the okada win from like seven years ago yeah but being a right exactly and being a gaijin being a, a gaijin, um, being in the wrestling yeah. business i think for even less time than okada had been um mm-hmm. i think jay white's under five yeah, years right yeah, four years in and i think he's younger than okada was when he won the title but i'm not a hundred percent on that one that might be wrong because okada's also be really, really young. super close um yeah and he he was he came in through the young yeah. boy system so so yeah, this I mean this is crazy stuff. So then whoever beats him, that's gonna have, that's gonna be a big deal, and then especially whoever beats him, as long as it's a new champion, they're gonna be the thirtieth unique champion. So mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Come on, Ibushi. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it in the cards. But let's see if I can get that lucky for predictions for Elimination Chamber. The. <laughs> I still think I, I keep thinking about Elimination Chamber as one of like the funniest named pay per views, just because it's like a synonym for oh. you know, like taking a shit in the bathroom, like go to the Elimination Chamber. That or, I mean, <coughs> this is a worse mm. reason to find this funny, but like they can't call it Elimination Chamber in Germany because of the Holocaust stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what did they call it there. Uh, hold on. Big. No escape in in Germany. That doesn't really sound that much better. <laughs> like, it's kind of no escape from the. But I think but they, yeah. they they just can't use right, the word yeah, chamber. I, I think like, that that's yeah, the right, big part. like the exact wording. Yeah, yeah, no way out. But that like every year on the Wikipedia page, it's elimination chamber, also known as mm. no escape in Germany. <laughs> in Deutschland. Yeah. Um, but we do have uh, 
you don't have anything else to talk about. We do have new Raw Tag Team Champions. We do have some new Raw Tag Team Champions, which it's kind of funny. Have you noticed this trend where it's like people start complaining about how maybe they're going to leave and then all of a sudden they get stuff? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, when there's a new company that could pay them and compete with them, nobody's going to be like, yeah, what do you want? We'll give it to you. Whatever you want. Yeah, we got it. Which is so weird because it's like, when like it, it is funny because like they've been so stingent on like never doing that for people like people have been complaining about never getting pushes when to leave and then they're just like hey go fuck yourself because no one has been at wwe's level and i think this this is a sign that aew is a yep, threat definitely which is great crazy to think about like is right from our point of view yes aew should be a competitor but if you look at them, they don't have a TV deal yet. They've only had one pay-per-view, mm-hmm. technically, not under the AEW banner, but it was the higher-ups of AEW Yeah, exactly. It's like it that on. same creative team that's going to be the AEW creative team. Yeah, and that's it. That's all that they have on their resume so far. And... WWE is seeing them as a threat more than Ring of Honor, TNA, and stuff. All who have put on more pay-per-views, more events, like, done way more of everything mm-hmm. than AEW. So it's gotta be the money behind them that's Vince sees as, a, as a, the threat, right? Like, slash, pr- probably a little bit of Cody and the Bucks being the minds behind it as well yeah i I guess it's yeah it's it is an interesting thing right because it's like i i feel like the strategy's got to be right that he's trying to kill this thing before it can start and so he's trying to make sure that nobody can leave by them like wwe is signing everyone they can every name they come across because like i think if, if they were already up and they were running and they already had like a roster and they were just trying to poach a few guys i don't think they would really care because they would just you know whoever's gonna leave like, we've got a whole pool of people down in NXT, and then people in the performance center to pull from and then fill your slots. And then, honestly, too, their main yeah. roster is so fucking bloated as it is, they don't have enough space for half of those people. So, you know, they could just plug mm-hmm. some of those people into those slots. So, But I think it's just they're worried about AEW right as, like, a long term. And so they're trying to kill it yes. now so that it can't be birthed. Cut it off at the knees before it can yeah. actually grow. Because, yeah, like, this is so, so different from how they've acted before. Because, like, yeah, if, if somebody was going to go to Ring of Honor or New Japan, I don't really think they would have cared. No, I mean, even look at right now. Uh, uh, crap, who just left without any problems? Uh, Hideo Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's what I was trying to think of. I wanted to say Tozawa, and I was like, it's not Tozawa. Uh, yeah, Hideo Tommy leaves mm-hmm. without a problem. Probably because he he must have given them their word, like his word, that I'm going mm-hmm. back to Japan, not to AEW. Yeah, yeah, I imagine that's probably a big part of it. Because yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's so interesting. Because then you know, of course, they're even targeting people coming to their events with the shirts and things like that. Like they're just yeah. I think they. Yeah, I think they know that it's... And you never saw that with Ring mm-hmm. of Honor or TNA. Maybe in, like, maybe once in a while, some security guard 
got like is <laughs> too big for his bridges, but yeah, there was never any kind of mass thing that we've seen. Which yeah, I, I'm curious to get your opinion on this. Like, why do you think AEW has had the level of success and insane like devotion from its fans that it's had? That seems to, in my mind, at least so far in America, trump the loyalty to New Japan or Ring of Honor. It's so funny that you say that because I didn't hear the answer until this morning on JR's podcast. And it's social media presence. Okay, yeah. It's the Bucks and Cody and Kenny Omega and stuff have built their social media presence bigger than anyone else has ever done and probably ever yeah, will. The only person who I think ever got close was Zack Ryder. Before they kill off probably. shit. Yeah. 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 But that was like WWE was okay with the beginning of that because mm-hmm. it's their guy. And then when he got too big, though, then it was like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, you're surpassing like Cena. And stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh no, no, you do not surpass the Cena. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like these guys have just sl- and it's I think it's the slow burn mm-hmm. build, right? Like these guys have just been slow, like uh, being the elite started out as like a nothing mm-hmm. show and how many years later at this point it's been like two years i want to yeah. say right mm-hmm. two or three that it's grown into this massive hit yeah exactly it's, it's this massive hit it's this it's this creative outlet that they can control right so then as a social media mm-hmm. presence they can control what their characters are they can push a shitload of merch through it like i would actually be curious at this point like, you know, because with how much money they make off of merch and all that sort of shit, like, what percentage of their money are they actually even making from wrestling? Or is, or is wrestling I basically just like I a glorified commercial for their merchandise? <laughs> at one point I heard, I thought it was like 50-50, that half of their income was the merchandise, yeah. which is crazy. Because <laughs> even at Austin's peak, his merchandise was probably only... A quarter mm-hmm. of wow. his income, maybe more at his at his height, but yeah. But yeah, that's just like they've really have figured out how to do this era of wrestling, and it's yeah. And I forget who said it too, but it and it's the business has been constantly changing. It went from a live event business to a pay per view business, so that's when like. Live event business, that's where Hogan did his money. Then it went to pay-per-view. That's where Austin got his money. Now it's going to uh, Mm -hmm. social media. And that's where the Bucks and Cody and all are going to make their money. Yeah, it's it's just amazing how much they've been able to put this together. And, um, Mm -hmm. oh shit, I just totally lost my point. No, it's all good. Sorry. Um, with AEW, shit. It was I was talking about a all re, all the wrestling. What did you say right before it? Because it, we were talking about the Bucks and their social media presence and their mastery of it, right? Yeah, and how much money they're probably making off of there. Right, like fifty percent off of merchandise. Merch. Nope, it's gone. I don't know. Maybe it'll come back. Um. Uh. Anyway, should we get into some predictions for Elimination Chamber before we just talk about like all the wrestling for like the whole rest of the fucking thing? Yeah. Well, let's just talk about predictions for Double or Nothing. <laughs> Is Ambrose gonna show up? 
<laughs> no, it sounds like actually uh, that's a good point. Just to bring up real quick, I think he might just like lay low for a while. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if at least maybe for uh, well, I don't know, because they keep talking about like the reason to for him wanting to leave is because he's just done with the hokey shit. So maybe he's just gonna immediately mm. go somewhere else and start wrestling like the way that he wants to wrestle. Possibly, yeah. Because, yeah, if he was leaving for injuries, yeah. then I would say, like, yeah, he'll probably take some time off. I I think it might be a little bit of a mental thing, so that's mm-hmm. why I think he might, even if he does want to go somewhere else, I think he might just, like, take it easy for a while and then show up somewhere. But I don't think it's going to be an immediate thing. But, all right, let's get into some predictions. Yep. Luckily, this time we only have seven yeah. matches. And not like do you twenty. Think, do you think they're possibly going to add on anything like a raw tag team like rematch or anything? Uh, if anything on the pre-show, yeah. I can't imagine them filling up the main show anymore. Right. I really think they got huge backlash from how long Rumble was. Yeah, well, and also like two Rumble matches is also just a long thing. Like, I obviously it's like good that they did them, but yeah. And this time they have two elimination chambers, but luckily those are way shorter. And uh, it's a different format too, because like one of them is a singles, one of them is a tag. Yeah, the tag one is just gonna yeah. Be crazy. Twelve people in that cage, my god. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm gonna go with the easiest mm-hmm. match of the night, and that is <laughs> Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. <laughs> Ronda is 1,000% retaining <laughs> because there's no way she loses that title before the biggest WrestleMania main event in recent history. I'll tell you, the one and only way she could possibly lose that title would be if would be if that they want to make Charlotte like just nuclear-level heel heat because they've been talking about how she's going to be in the front row watching for this match. If uh-huh. she comes in and somehow costs... <laughs> You you think she pulls uh, a Goldberg to yep. a Brock Lesnar with Eddie Guerrero exactly. winning the title? Just comes in, d- pulls some shit, and then just runs out of there. And somehow Ruby Riot's got the title now. Because then she can always just like drive it back in fast lane, like the or the next night on Raw. <laughs> That's like, true. You can just do some shit, whatever. They they do have their ways yeah. out. So, but oh my gosh, that like if they wanted to get Charlotte <laughs> some insane heat. She could do that. I mean, she's already got it from this past Monday of being announced as yeah. Becky's replacement. People are losing their oh shit over that. And then if she did that too, oh my gosh, people would just want to kill her. <laughs> All right. So what match uh, do you have see. next? I I love your pick. Yeah, for I Ryan, mean, of course, but... I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not gonna happen. But like, I'm trying to think, like, is there any way? <laughs> And I think that's the only possible. <laughs> if that happens, even if I win the rest of the predictions, I will oh, give you the title whoa. if that don't happen. All right. All right, Ruby Riot, come on. <laughs> come on, baby. All right, let's see. What else do I, th- uh, I, 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 the best, all right, I feel pretty confident in Buddy Murphy. I think he's going to retain that cruiserweight title. Yeah. Chizawa. That That's a similar prediction as Rousey, just not yeah, on just the not same level. A, it's like instead of 100%, it's like... 80%. Because um, I feel yeah, like with exactly. Murphy at this point, and actually I was trying to think about like a pretty fun way to do this. 
I think he should hold the title until WrestleMania, drop it to Ricochet, who I would think will maybe will come up debut on 205 Live and like get the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. title almost like immediately. And then I was Probably, thinking it would yeah. be great if you don't want to keep Buddy Murphy on 205 Live and if you potentially want to move him up onto SmackDown or Raw, in his attempts to try and re-beat Ricochet and get the title back, maybe he can't do it at his current weight. And he has to try and bulk up, but then when he bulks up too much, he can't pass the 205 weight anymore. So that's how he leaves 205, is because <laughs> he can't beat Ricochet under 205 pounds. That's hilarious. I think it'd be like a perfect end to his character, right? Because yeah, he eventually had to like trim down to get into 205 live, and then he could bulk up and leave. Yeah, that could totally uh, work. But yeah, I mean, Tozawa has a chance, though. As he did mention, he beat Neville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next. Who am I most confident in yeah. next? I'm going to go with the Women's Tag Team okay. Championship. Uh, I am going to go with Bailey and Sasha as your inaugural champions. Yeah, I, I do, I believe, strong in the Boss Hug Connection. Because I think they definitely want to write that in their history books as having them as the first tag team champions. Yeah, especially with, I mean, that was kind of confirmed for me with the Mm. other choices. I mean, the only other team I could see is maybe Nia and Tamina. Yeah, there's only two other teams that I could see maybe. It's it's maybe the Samoan Slaughterhouses they're calling themselves. Um, Yes, and that was when I went, hmm. They have a name now. Okay, I could kind of see that. The other one that I could see also has a name. And as far as the established tag teams in this match is one of the two that have been tagging the longest. And that's... The Iconics? Actually, I guess, yeah, they have been tagging the longest, longest. But main roster longest. I was thinking Absolution and Riot Squad. But I was thinking Absolution. I'm going to go Absolution. Ah. Yeah. Um, Because they have definitely been very interested in pushing mandy rose and Mm -hmm. there's no way that that bitch is going to become the singles champion and they just don't really have enough storyline time to like devote it seems like to do enough storylines for her other than the fact that they're trying to do this weird thing with like the usos and naomi but i don't know maybe that's going to come to a is that i'm not sure like it's kind of still going i guess but maybe not but yeah. I think maybe this would be another way because, like, I do, I feel confident that Boss Hug will win this. But if not them, then I think it's going to be Absolution because they're another, like, they've been a tag team for a while. This would be something for, like, Mandy Rose to, I guess, be rewarded for because Vince likes yeah. her. And Sonya <laughs> and then is just kind of and like then Sonya's the second the rate. Yeah, exactly. Ronda, Sen- so. Second rate Ronda. Poor girl. Second rate Ronda. <laughs> That's her new name. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could see it maybe because then I don't think they're if if Absolution gets it I don't think they'd hold it on to it long I think Boss Hug would get the titles before WrestleMania, but otherwise I think mm-hmm. Boss Hug will hold it all the way to WrestleMania because I think they're probably gotcha. going to have uh, the match with Trish and Lita right? Isn't that the rumor? Yeah, possibly. That's the rumors. I uh, don't think don't know if it's confirmed at all they though. Do so. It. All right, let's see. All right, mm. what are you picking next? All right, I want to pick the match that I want to pick. Because there's a certain <laughs> prediction that I want to make on this show. 
And I don't 100% know whether it's going to happen, but I want to defend this position. I'm going to go with the other chamber match. Okay. I'm picking Kofi Kingston. Wow. Balls to the wall, buddy. (laughs) They went balls to the wall on him, though, this past week on SmackDown. Oh, my God. This was amazing. Like, so, uh, I'm sorry, Mustafa Ali... Uh, mm-hmm. Out with an injury. Who are they going to replace it with? They just, for some reason, picked The New Day. They were just like, one <laughs> of the members of The New Day is going to be it. You'll see later who it is. Um, I was mm-hmm. thinking Big E. And then they went, no, it's Kofi. And I kind of went, okay, he kind of deserves it. And I think he's been in a chamber before, I think right? so. I want to say he has. I th- He's got to have been in like one of the chambers, I think. And so I was like, okay. And then they were like, hold on, though. We're going to push the shit out of him <laughs> on this episode in, like, an almost hour-long Yeah, I think he match, lasted right? just over an hour. He pulled uh, the old Seth yeah. Rollins. Including pinning the current champion, which I thought was the best That was an incredible part. run in that match, too. Like, yeah, because yeah, he, he pinned Dana Bryan, Jeff Hardy, uh, Samoa Joe, and then he lost to Styles. Yes, after yeah. Joe attacked And him. then he had that gutsy ass, like, you know, Styles was trying to say, like, hey, man, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, like, you know, we don't have to do this match. Like, clearly you're injured. And then Kofi's yeah. like, fuck you, man. Like, let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you think, I'm a bitch? bitch? <laughs> I beat three guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so good. Like, the crowd went so insane for him. Like. Yeah. Oh, Kofi's always been one of those guys that no matter how much they may have shit on him or anything like that, he's always been in Definitely, the crowd. Especially heart. after like the revival of his career through New Day. Um, but yeah, like yeah, man, the crowd was so behind him. And like, did you see too? There was that uh, interview they did afterwards of like talking with the New Day. I think it was almost like seven minutes long. Uh, no, I did not it was catch really that. Really good. They sat down. They were. T- it was like a pretty serious interview too. Like Kofi was really talking about kind of his time in WWE and how he's worked so hard for so long, and he's just like, "This Sunday, like this is it. Like I, this is the time." Like it was very different the way he was speaking. And that Xavier Woods and Big E, they're real. They you know they did some jokes, but then they also got really serious, and they're like, "You know, this guy, he's my friend, and he's also a legend. Like he's one of the best people to ever do this to be a professional wrestler." You know, it's like, he deserves this title. That's awesome. And then, you know, Xavier Woods is like, Kofi is going to be the champion. Like, Kofi will win the, like, we're not, we think, we don't think it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. Oh, it was so good. And so here's the thing. Not only would it be obviously great wish fulfillment for us people who love Kofi and want him to be champion, but it actually makes, like, some insane, perfect timing sense. Because... Uh, first of all, there's obviously like the auspicious timing of like unfortunately Ali getting injured, so then he's in this match. But yeah. then also Daniel Bryan, in his little stable, he's got himself and Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper has just been recently cleared to be able to return. And you'd be able to have a perfect like faction versus faction storyline for control of this WWE title, and you could even do it in this specific way. So like if Kofi wins. At the, t- at the chamber you say afterwards Daniel Bryan could start challenging Kofi's sort of like you know the New Day's mentality they always talk about how it's like well if one of us is champion we're all champion and say so it's like well mm-hmm. alright 
if you guys actually believe that, you know, that if one of you is the champion and all use the champion, well then how about the three of you put that title on the line against the three of us? And this would be after, like, Luke Harper has come and, and joined the intellectual peers of uh, Eric Rowan and yes. Daniel Bryan. And so then you could have a really crazy, like, actually six-man tag team match for the WWE title. Maybe a fast lane, maybe beforehand. You could do so many great things. And then that, that could would be to, like, crazy. another singles match at WrestleMania. Like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. it could be so good. And actually, I'm trying to think of, like, a better WrestleMania program for Daniel Bryan, and I can't. Like, like out yeah, of the SmackDown roster? Yeah, he doesn't have too much right now. I think anything else would just be, like, extremely forced. But, like, having this, like, completely natural sort of, like, faction versus faction storyline could be amazing. Oh, yeah. And, but then it's also, too, like, yeah, it is still a singular storyline, too. Like, it's because Daniel Bryan is, like, this guy who's just driven insane by his uh, devotion to his cause. And then Kofi's this guy who's come in and fucked it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, actually, that could be really interesting. Is like, what if... What if, say, Kofi decides to keep the new belt that Daniel Bryan has? Because he's like, hey, I like it. This belt's cool. And then Daniel Bryan then can show how much of a hypocrite he is by saying that he needs to be the one that has the belt, not just that the belt is different. Yes, like that he, right, he like, has to control it. Not just that there's positive change for the WWE, but I'm the only one that can bring the positive change. You New Day, you talk about mm-hmm. your positivity... But it's all just smiles and bullshit. <laughs> it, like, it writes itself as far as, like, Daniel Bryan's character is, like, a perfect heel for the New Day type of faces. Like, you know, they talk about positivity and then he's very, like, you know, cynical. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so good. All right, what's your pick for this match? Uh, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan retaining. That also makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, I could only ever see possibly AJ getting it back, and I don't want to. I don't think they're going to do the flip flop mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So, I'm trying to think like, what do you? What is the path for AJ Styles to WrestleMania this year? Yeah, I'm not sure. Everyone in this chamber is kind of up in the air. Besides Brian defending the title. Yeah, because I feel like Brian will either. He'll probably be in the title picture for WrestleMania. At this point. Yeah. Whether he still has it or he's going after right. it to get it back. Oh, please let it be Kofi. That'd be so good. It'd be so amazing. But yeah, no, it, it, it's weird because there's a lot of the guys, like, this match is actually going to be really good. And I think it's actually been built well as far as, mm-hmm. like, the contenders they've chosen. But it's amazing how few, yes, like... Yes, everyone has like, had it's a It's weird because, like, almost none of these people feel like they can win this match. Because it doesn't really feel like any yeah. of them have a lot of direction right now. Yeah. Uh, but who mm-hmm. does have direction is the Miz and Shane McMahon. Okay. And so I see them retaining the titles in this pay per view against the Usos. Mm-hmm. But I think next pay per view might be a little different. So now, do you think, though, that they, they actually get a clean win over these guys? I think it's going to go a little heelish. Yeah, because I was, I was thinking that could be one way that they would. Because the Usos are the faces yeah. in this. I well, because Shane they? went, 
Shane went full heel. This I guess they are. It's, I think this is kind of supposed to be. Yeah, baby Shane was like trash talking them. I think it's supposed to be babyface versus slight heel turning mm-hmm. Shane and Miz. I think the Miz is slowly turning Shane, so to speak. I see. Okay, because I was one of the other ways I was thinking this could end because like the Usos got like very serious at the end of their promo and was talking about how like I, I enjoyed it. that promo was so it was good. like you guys want to come in here and say that you're the best tag team, go fuck yourself. You have no claim to say that. <laughs> Obviously, other than the fact that they have the titles, but. Uh, and it just it kind of feels to me it was like there's no way they can legitimately beat these guys so then I was thinking that could actually be a perfect mm-hmm. catalyst for how they start kind of going towards their feud is that maybe Miz would cause the disqualification to keep their titles and then Shane would be upset that he did that you know it's like hey like why did you yeah. disqualify like or like puts his puts his foot on the rope to help a pin or something like that something along those lines and Shane's mm-hmm. like hey we, we go out of the book here <laughs> He's being the good guy. Good guy. Good guy, Shane. Mm-hmm. No cheating. But yeah, no, I, and then the other way I could see it going was just that, like, the Usos stomp their asses. That could be kind of great. And Yeah. Or, or maybe just stomp one of them. I don't know. There could... Because it does feel a little bit too early for them to actually break up on this show. Like, even if they lost the titles. It... It's got to be maybe the hint. Yeah. Because then it... it mm-hmm. maybe, <coughs> like, if you stomped out Miz, then Miz would... Because, like, the, obviously Miz is going to be the one that turns on Shane. Like, wouldn't that be a fucking really weird plot twist? What if Shane is the one that turns on Miz in the end? That would be funny. I mean, I guess if they had plans for trying to turn the Miz babyface again. Although, do you remember how well that worked last time? Yeah. For a couple months, so they had him Not be babyface so and was like hanging out with Ric Flair and shit. Ugh. Learning Stealing the figure, the figure four. four and doing it badly. <laughs> Ugh. I hate that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think there's a possibility the Usos could win here. Because I think they're trying to. If you want to try and set up actually any kind of like quality tag team match at WrestleMania, they need a little bit of time to build it. And I don't think that Shane and uh, Miz mm-hmm. are going to be a part of that at all. Because uh, they're probably going to be fighting each other. So, if Usos get the titles now, then you can start building up to whoever the fuck they're going to fight at uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Let's see. we got two matches left. All right. Hmm. Yep. I don't feel super confident about either one of these, but... Hmm. I'm going to go... I'm gonna. I think Lashley's gonna retain the IC title for now. Okay, I'm glad <laughs> you chose that one. Uh, it, I, this definitely is a crapshoot because I definitely kind of could see Balor like pitting Leo Rush I could and see getting Finn. the title. Yes, um, that's so. That's where I see my opening in this as not being able to choose the person yeah. I want, but I do see Finn like possibly coming out with the title here because they have pushed him super hard. Uh, especially going into and coming out of his unsuccessful title defense, uh, title shot mm-hmm. at Lesnar. True, true. But I do see, I see more of Lashley retaining than I do see Finn. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's really weird, too, because like, them throwing in the two-on-one stipulation is actually a perfectly interesting stipulation because it makes me think 
that both of them have a better chance of winning. Because, like, with Lashley and Leo, it's yeah. like, okay, well, you've got the two-on-one advantage. So there's that very easy out of either you overpower him or, you know, you get frustrated and disqualify yourselves. But then also for Balor, then it's like, oh, well, you have the option to pin Leo now. So that increases your chance yeah. of winning this match dramatically. And and then having a great excuse for Lashley wanting a rematch. Right. You didn't pin me, you pinned exactly. my manager. Yeah, you didn't even pin the champion. Um, so yeah, that would be a lot of sense either way. Um, so that, I'm actually like kind of weirdly excited for this match just because it's like, it kind of makes sense from just like a competitive standpoint. Um, but it is weird mm-hmm. because it's like Balor goes from one title match to another. And then if he loses this one, at least if he loses it completely cleanly, that's not good. Yeah. But this one would be kind of understandable because he had, he was going up against True. two people. If he, if the only way this could be really bad is if he gets pinned by Leo Rush. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah, that, that would be burying Finn Balor. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Yeah, it probably would be. Unless they just, like, absolutely murdered him beforehand. But that'd be hard to do. All right, so last match. Who are you picking? Uh, I got to go with Braun Strowman here. Brawny the Strowman. Yeah, uh, but this is pretty much the fifty-fifty match of the night because mm-hmm. I have no idea when the fuck this feud yeah. is going to end and why it's still going. Yeah, on. this is a bad feud. <laughs> it needs to end. Um, and unfortunately, I think that like because Drew McIntyre is not on this show, they're going to want to put him on this show, and that's what he's going to do. Is because this is no DQ now, he can come out and help Baron Corbin win. Especially because there's, like, nothing on the line for this match. Like, beforehand, there yeah. was... Yeah, it's just a no match. Yeah, because, like, beforehand, they had the... What was the last match? They had Corbin's job on the line, right? And Braun's uh, title match. That then he didn't yes. get. Because Balor got it instead. Or, wait, did he still get the title match and then he lost? I can't... It's hard for me to remember because Braun Strowman's lost to Lesnar so many times. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he get that rematch? I don't even remember. Did did it happen or did it not? What was the time when he took like six F fives? Was that after like the uh, Greatest Royal Rumble? I mean, that was that was Seth. That was also ago. Seth about a week ago. That poor guy. <laughs> See, I was trying to think about this, and I I put together. I want to hear your thoughts real quick on just what I think. This is a logical potential WrestleMania thirty five card. Based on what they have so far. Because we've got... We obviously know there's uh, Lesnar and Rollins uh, for the Universal title. That's pretty much set. Um, I think they could have, like, uh, Buddy Murphy versus Ricochet, which I'd sort of mentioned earlier for the Cruiserweight title. Um, I think you pretty much throw all those mid-card guys into the IC title ladder match. That's going to be, like, Balor, Lashley, McIntyre, Ambrose, maybe his last match. Strowman, Ziggler, returning Kevin Owens. People like that in there. I think you have Miz versus Shane for the trophy. I think you maybe have uh, Taker versus Cena too, or something. I'm not sure what they're trying to do with either of those guys, but maybe that. <laughs> um, Battle Royals, obviously, I'll be in there. Rumors about Triple H and Batista. Then I think you could do Kofi versus Daniel Bryan for that WWE title with uh, the intellectual peers and New Day at uh, ringside. You have the Boss Hug mm-hmm. Connection versus Lita and Trish for the women's tag titles. 
And then, this I think would be the best way for them to utilize their current position with the women. You have Becky versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's title. You have Charlotte versus Rousey for the Raw Women's title. And then the winners of those two matches go into a final match in the main event to unify the women's titles. And that's Becky versus Rousey. So then Rousey can beat Charlotte to get her revenge after Survivor Series and put that beating behind her. Becky can get the revenge on Asuka. And then Asuka can actually maybe develop like a weird character where she can like beat anybody on any day except WrestleMania. That's like her kryptonite. And then you get the super ultra main event of Rousey versus Becky unifying the women's titles. Bam. I, I think you've got that it. That would be a sexy main event. That would feel like a legitimate main event. Way more than like, what was it last year? Reigns and Lesnar? Yeah, again. No, thank you. Uh, I think everyone should listen to that part very closely. Write everything down and see how correct Newman is. Come yeah, I, I feel like that's not far off from where they're going. No. The only one I might want to work out for is uh, Undertaker. Because apparently he is now taking outside bookings from Whoa. WWE. So be interesting if he has times like not uh, wrestling but just like signings okay. and stuff like that i was that. about to say like holy shit <laughs> yeah i mean he's charging like twenty five thousand dollars for an hour <laughs> so someone was like does tony Khan have that kind of money <laughs> oh my gosh you know what they should have a uh, undertaker show up at double or nothing and he's the one who's uh leading the dick druids in the resurrection yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's crazy. WrestleMania is like what, sixty days away or something? Something like that is coming up yeah, way too. That's going fast. The Madison Square Garden show, double or nothing. Whew. And then Elimination Chamber this Sunday. Or if you're in Germany, yep. no escape. Yeah. And we will not escape like five to six hours of wrestling this Sunday night. No, we're going to be strapped in for the whole thing. We got our predictions in. I'm feeling a little bit nervous. I'm scared because it's like we, we talked about the you being the Sasha Banks and like this might be the, the time where Sasha Banks changes her fucking career in WWE. So, yeah. Wins the tag titles and then never loses yeah, like, them. <sighs> did the three year mark, did that change everything? Yeah. The roles have switched. The no! tables have turned. Or to quote Michael Scott from The Office, oh, how the turntables have <laughs> turned. No, please, God, no. 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 No! 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to do it this week. Uh, this is a really good episode. Uh, I hope you guys had fun listening. And see you when we review Elimination Chamber and preview Fastlane. Because I don't think we have anything in between. Uh, I don't right? think so. I'll have to check some calendars, but I don't. We'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's another major event between now and then. 
All right. So we'll see you guys at Fastlane. Peace out. See you.